0: Sky-high inflation, rising interest rates, a maybe recession. Oh, it's just the second financial crisis millennial women are facing in their lifetime. Everything's fine. Spoiler, everything was not fine. At The Skim, our mission is to help women live their smartest lives. And in this special mini-series, We're talking about living our smartest and best financial lives. Because in this economy, we can't afford not to. Welcome to In This Economy, a special mini series from the Skim This team. Over the course of three episodes, we're gonna give you the tools you need to navigate what's going on right now from budgeting in this economy, investing in this economy, and staying sane in this economy. Our experts will be giving you their best money tips and tricks, and we'll help you make the best decisions for your wallet. Thanks for listening to In This Economy, and catch the next episode in your feed on Monday. All right, let's get into it. For our second episode, we're talking about investing our money and growing our wealth. Investing as a concept can sound kind of intimidating. We've all heard the acronyms, the S&P, ETFs, NASDAQ, WTF. We're just kidding about that last one. But in all seriousness, investing is key to affording what you want, beating inflation, and securing your financial future. So today, we're gonna break down what kinds of investments are right for you and your financial goals. To help, we called up an expert.
1: My name is Delian Barros. I'm known as Delian the Money Coach on the interwebs. And I teach people how to slay the stock market. I introduce people to this concept of investing in the stock market, diminishing as much fear as I can around all the jargon that comes along with it.
0: Let's start with the basics here. What does it actually mean to invest your money? Well, you can technically invest in a lot of different things. Real estate, your friend's company, cryptocurrencies, the stock market. The principle is you put money into something and you hopefully get more out. And depending on what your financial goals are, different types of investments and investment accounts could be right for you. The first financial goal a lot of people start investing for is retirement. And there are a few different ways you can invest the money you currently have to grow for your future self. The retirement accounts most people have heard of are 401Ks or 403Bs. These are retirement accounts that are usually tied to your employer. The money you put in comes out of your paycheck pre-tax and gets invested in the stock market. Sometimes your employer will even match your contributions up to a certain percentage. And when you do retire, That money comes out of your account with a little shaved off for income tax. There are also IRAs or individual retirement accounts. These aren't tied to your employer and you pay income taxes on your money before you put it in, not when you withdraw it. The downside to an IRA is there's a limit to how much you can contribute each year. And right now that's hovering around $6,000. But if you're feeling indecisive, The good news is you can and should actually have multiple types of retirement accounts. Especially if your 401k has some fees attached, it might be a good idea to open an IRA and contribute to both at the same time. So you're building a solid nest egg for down the road. Now, let's say you're also looking to put money aside for your child's higher education, like college or private secondary school you can open an account called a 529 College Savings Plan. These are state-sponsored investment accounts designed to grow and help you pay for your child, niece, or nephew's education. And here's the thing. The money in this account can only be used towards education, but it's worth looking into if saving for school is a goal. And then there's investing for all the other stuff and for the sake of investing and just growing your wealth overall. And this is where a brokerage account comes into play. A brokerage account offers you the most flexibility.
1: It's a really nice account if you're investing for something, let's say, like a down payment on a house or a car or a dream wedding or a dream vacation. That would probably be the kind of account that you would be using. It's just a regular investment brokerage account. Here's how it
0: works you deposit your money with a licensed firm, and then they or you. Go through the process of picking stocks, bonds, and funds to invest in. And it's money you can use at any time for any reason. Though we should note, you're paying taxes on the gains you might make in real time. But regardless of which accounts make sense based on your financial goals, the important thing to know is there's no time like the present to get started.
1: Even if you're paying off student loans, even if you have a car loan or something else, a mortgage, you should be investing alongside paying off debt.
0: Which brings us to the next stage in our investing plan, deciding how much money we actually need to be putting in.
1: The best way to figure out how much you should be investing is to first start with the goal. So if we're talking about a retirement goal, the first thing we need to figure out is, okay, well, how much do I want by the time I retire and when do I want to retire? That's a big question that a lot of people, especially on the younger side, don't ask themselves first. If you want to retire by 40, by 50, by 60, those are completely different goals. A lot of people don't even realize that that's an option. When I talk to them, they're like, oh, I didn't even know that I could retire by 40. I'm like, you absolutely can. It would just mean that you would have to invest that much more, right? But if somebody's like, no, I don't really see that for myself. I think that I will work until I'm 60. I love my job. I love what I do. You can invest less. Let's get more specific. You can do something like 10 or 15% of your paycheck, especially if you're in your 20s. But if you're just getting started and you're in your 40s, that's a completely different timeline. Now we're like, we're going to have to catch up, right? Because now retirement is 20 years or less away. So that person's going to have to be investing something like 20, 30, maybe even 40% of their income.
0: You can do a similar exercise for your other financial goals, like a down payment on a house or saving for college tuition. Work backwards from the goal. Establish the amount you need to achieve that goal, figure out what percentage of your income you need to allocate towards those accounts to make that happen, and then automate those payments and keep them coming. After the break, we're going to talk about developing your money mindset and dealing with the ups and downs of the market. So now that we've covered the basics, let's talk about exactly what's going on with the market these days. In case you missed it, stocks haven't exactly been on the up and up recently. And that has a direct impact on all the types of accounts we just mentioned and our financial goals. Right now, because stocks have been dipping so much, we've actually been flirting with something called a bear market, which is basically when stock prices drop 20% or more from recent highs. And while that term bear market can sound scary, Barros reminded us, we've been here before.
1: They say one of the most dangerous sentences in investing is this time it's different. It's not different. Like we have been through pandemics before, we have been through wars, we have been through financial turbulence. Once the stock market sees that there's going to be economic turbulence, it immediately starts affecting stocks because it's looking into the future. So the fact that we have a war going on that's affecting oil prices, inflation, all of the money that we printed, we have supply chain issues from COVID that's still impacting us. All of that combined are all reasons why the stock market has been acting the way it is.
0: And because unpredictable things happen, There's a reason we talk about investing
1: as a long game. I think that you have to understand that it takes time to make money in the stock market. And the stock market does not always go up, right? I think that that's like a misconception, especially because in the last 10 to 12 years, the stock market was like on a run up. But I think people are now having a reality check because they're seeing the stock market going down. One thing to remember is that the stock market is not the economy. These are two separate things. A lot of people link them together. Yes, they're related, but they are not the same thing. The stock market is forward-looking. It's like looking into the future, whereas the economy is what's happening right now. It is very, very normal for every four to five years for us to have what we're having now. And this is healthy and it's cyclical.
0: Barros also told us, the silver lining of all this turbulence is the opportunity to get in at a good price.
1: Instead of being fearful, you should really be leaning into it. Imagine walking into your favorite store and the manager tells you, hey, by the way, everything is 50% off today. Would you turn around and leave? No, you probably like buy two of everything. You buy it in every color. You'd be so excited. That's kind of like what's happening with the stock market right now. It looks really scary. It's all red and it's down. But really, the other side of the coin is, oh, wow, the prices have come down, too. So that means that instead of, you know, three shares of this stock, I can now buy six shares. It's always a good time to invest. I always tell people if you're trying to find the perfect time to invest, you're always going to be sitting on the sideline. So really trying to time the market and find the quote unquote perfect time to start is a fool's errand and you're actually wasting precious time.
0: Okay, so we get it. Investing is a waiting game. But how long do we need to be waiting
1: for? You shouldn't be touching that money, right? Because the whole point of it is to let it sit, let it grow, and let it compound. But that being said, we don't live in an ideal world. I would never tell somebody who's on the brink of either declaring bankruptcy or losing their home or not being able to buy groceries that no, you shouldn't cash out your 401k. That's a ridiculous thing to say. I understand why a lot of people do it. That being said, if you're that strapped, do what you got to do, right? You can rebuild the fun in the future. What I do see a lot of people doing, unfortunately, on the other hand is, oh, I tapped into my 401k to pay for a wedding or to go on a vacation or for a down payment on a house or to buy a car. That, I think, is a lot more problematic because... I tell people, don't use a 401k for a down payment because you should have an emergency fund on top of the down payment for the house anyway. How many times does someone buy a new home and the roof caves in or something breaks? And now where's that money gonna come from?
0: So now that we've talked about what types of investing accounts you can open, how much you should be adding to them, and why you need to be thinking about the long-term, not the short-term, let's talk about what you're actually investing in. The markets can be a bumpy ride, and one of the easiest ways to protect yourself is to quote, diversify your portfolio. But uh, what does that actually mean? And what does that require from us? These days, there's a lot of information on social media about which companies to invest in, looking at you, Wall Street Bets. But instead of trying to channel your inner stockbroker, let the computers do the work for you. Most of the investment accounts we listed actually help you create a diversified investment portfolio of stocks and bonds. All you have to do is answer some questions about your goals and risk appetite. Barrows told us, your best bet, especially when you're starting out, is to consider index funds or exchange-traded funds, aka ETFs. You can think about those like big collections of stocks with hundreds or thousands of stocks within them, They're inherently pretty diversified, which helps shield your portfolio from some of that risk.
1: Stock picking is very risky. A lot of people are terrible at it. Even the pros are terrible at it. Like 85% of them can't beat a simple index fund. So just investing in an index fund already puts you head and shoulders above even the quote-unquote pros. A lot of people need to turn off their computers. (laughs) A lot of people need to log off the internet, stop reading the news, stop listening to these fin bros screaming about what's going on in the economy, all the predictions that they're making. The best thing you can do as an investor is learn what you need to invest in, right? Buy your investments and that's it. Just keep automating that contribution and go live your life. Truly, that is the biggest benefit of being a passive investor is that you don't have to be plugged into the news.
0: And the good news about investing, besides the fact that it literally grows our money, is that women are pretty damn good at it, too.
1: This is statistically proven that women perform better as investors than men when we do invest. Unfortunately, we don't invest as much as men do, but when we do, we perform better. Why? Because we don't gamble as much with our money, plain and simple, right? Men take more chances, they gamble more, they are overconfident when it comes to a lot of things, including investing, right? And so that behavior transfers into this, and that's no secret. That makes us better investors because we're able to be patient, we're able to... Just let the money sit and let the money do what it needs to do instead of thinking that we can be the next Warren Buffett. And so I think that's why women do better.
0: There you have it. The best time to invest is right now or yesterday if you haven't already. And there are plenty of ways to get started. A good first step is to set your money goals and work backwards from there. We'll leave some links in our show notes that can help you find your footing. And remember, in the world of the stock market, Patience is a virtue, so maybe don't check your accounts every day. Thanks for listening to this episode of In This Economy. Next Monday, we're talking about staying sane in this economy and how to get some peace of mind when it comes to money. This episode was skimmed by me, Alex Carr, along with our producer, Will Livingston. This episode was engineered by Ellie McAfee-Hahn and Andrew Calloway. A regular episode of Skim This will be back in your feet again on Thursday.